Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Lots of news and notes on the baseball field today. Injuries, issues. What else would you expect? It's Valentine's Day. Fantasy Sports Today starts now. It's Fantasy Sports Today. Welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. Craig Mish, along with Frank Stample here on the program. It is Fantasy Sports Today. It is Valentine's Day. And hopefully you're able to enjoy it with your significant other, as I will be doing today. Same with Frank Stample. And, of course, Sean Guastamacchia is still hoping for a significant other. Maybe by the time the show is ended, he will find one. You can let us know. On Twitter, at Craig Mish, send me if uh, if you think you have a date for Sean on Valentine's Day. He'd love to take you out for a slice of pizza. It's what he does. It's his favorite thing to do. Uh, here on the show today, we have a lot to get to, Frank. It is um, baseball season. It is injury season. My gosh, hate to start off the show with the negative, but I guess that's kind of where we got to begin today. A significant injury to arguably one of the top... 10 pitchers in fantasy baseball. Yeah, what's going on, Craig? Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Friday to everybody out there. TGIF, and this is not the way that we want Valentine's Day to get started here with the news coming out regarding Mike Clevenger is going to have a tear in his knee repaired. Uh, the extents of this uh, surgery uh, are still kind of uh, being released right now. There's no timetable as well when it comes to Mike Clevenger, someone who is being drafted as a top 10 starting pitcher. So this is not what we want to hear uh, throughout fantasy baseball draft season. But I will say this, Craig, it's another win for you, the anti-drafting early fantasy baseball crowd. Another feather in the cap there, my friend. No, it's, it's not a win for me. I just I don't want to see any injuries, and I want to see everybody have great seasons. But I also don't want to draft in January or even in early February. It's not what I like to do. We've got a sports grid update coming up next. We'll be right back. Sports Grid News Update. Well, Craig, Indians fans might need a little bit more love on this Valentine's Day. As you were discussing, Mike Clevenger is scheduled to undergo surgery today to repair a partial tear of the medial meniscus in his left knee. Clevenger suffered the injury earlier this week during a training session in Indians camp. A timetable for his return will be established after the procedure. Indians also signed outfielder Domingo Santana to a one-year $1.5 million contract with a $5 million club option for 2021. Seattle outfielder Mitch Haniger went under the knife again on Thursday. Haniger's surgery on Thursday was called a disectomy, an operation to remove an invertible disc from his back. This was the second surgery in a three-week span for Haniger, who is expected to miss all of the spring training and at least an early part 
of the season. Alex Turner of the Boston Globe was one of the first to report the Red Sox had agreed to a one-year, $4 million contract with outfielder Kevin Pillar. The deal was pending a physical as of this morning. This comes on the heels of reports that newly acquired outfielder Alex Verdugo could miss the start of the season with the same back injury that cut his 2019 season short. In the NBA, Paul George left Thursday's Clippers loss to the Celtics due to a left hamstring strain. That's the same hamstring that he has injured twice this season already. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers is expected to miss one to two weeks with a groin injury. The Celtics announced they plan to retire Kevin Garnett's number number five jersey next season. Carl Anthony Towns is expected to miss some time after the All-Star break. Not exactly clear as of yet what the injury is. It's said to potentially be his left wrist. Head coach Ryan Saunders said the team would try to push forward without cap. And in the NFL, ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting that the University of Colorado has reached out to Chiefs offense coordinator Eric Bieniemy about its head coaching vacancy. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your SportsGrid News Update. All right, thanks very much, Dan, and hope uh, Dan has a great Valentine's Day as well with him and his family. Wishing uh, Dan all the best, no doubt about that. We'll hear from him uh, next hour with another injury probably in uh, in Major League Baseball. So, uh, you know, Frank, I mean, look, you never want to see anything like this. Uh, for our purposes, it's a huge disappointment because Clevenger, when he's on the mound, is an SP1. I mean, he really is. The numbers are really there, but this is the second straight year if I'm not mistaken, maybe it's even the third straight year, but it's definitely the second straight year that he's, you know, sort of dealing with injuries. And and at this point, uh, you know, it's just a significant downgrade. I, I'm usually not somebody that takes any chances at all. I'm very risk-adverse with injured players. I just don't do it. I've seen this play out in the past. But, uh, you know, the narrative today, Frank, you know how it's going to go. Oh, he's hurt. Don't take him. And then somebody else says, oh, there's always a position. Oh, you know, now there's some value there when he drops. I'm going to end up taking him. You know, for me, it's not either of those things. It's just basically you see where the guy is in the draft, and if you still feel confident in him, you take him. But the easier answer to this is you wait a month. You don't do a draft now. You don't put any big money on your drafts now, and you just wait until right before the season starts. Then you make the decision with the most information that you possibly can. And I know the counter to that that people have said to me in the past is, well, you know, after the draft, you could have a guy and he could get hurt in April and May. What's the difference here? The difference here is the draft is the most important day of the season. You want as much information as you possibly can going into that season. And so winning your league because Mike Clevenger got hurt doesn't make you good if you don't have him. It makes you lucky that the other person had him and he ended up getting hurt. There was no sign of this coming. And we're just at the, the cusp of this. And I understand there's been other injuries as well. Cole Hamels is hurt. I don't think he's a league winner or a game changer or anything like that. Um, you know, Brad Peacock, there's an injury to him today as well. We'll dive into that. Ryan Barucki, who some people liked for the Toronto Blue Jays, is having an MRI. But, you know, Frank, this is just part of, of what we deal with. And I just don't put guys getting hurt in the middle of the season or early in the season in the same category as someone who gets hurt in March. I just, I'm a stay away guy when it comes to those guys. And that's actually a rational thought when it comes to fantasy baseball. So I can't knock you for wanting to wait as late as you possibly can before you draft. I actually think that that makes the most sense. But a lot of people on, you know, in this world are not rational. And I would consider myself one of those people here, Craig. So, you know, look, I compete in the, the NFBC main event. And, you know, I'm almost using these draft champions, which is crazy to say. I'm almost using these draft champions drafts as 
not mock drafts, but to see where players are going and kind of get a feel for what other people in the NFBC are thinking when it comes to players this upcoming season so I can use that in the main event. Again, some of these draft champions, you have $150 buy-in. Uh, some of them go as high as $1,000 buy-in. The main event is a $1,700 buy-in. So... I'm almost using these uh, as practice to get ready for the main event. And I know that, you know, some people, uh, most people might not have the, uh, the, the finances, the luxury in order to do something like that. Uh, but that's why I just, I got to scratch the itch. I got to get going right now. But uh, your rationale is 100%. Um, I think it makes sense. Like, there's, there's no way around that. Look, Clevenger, as you mentioned, since he's come into uh, the majors since 2017, a 296 ERA, a 115 whip. The guy has just been absolutely amazing. You're right. When he's on the field, he is great. But when he is on the mound, because he's only got to that 200 innings threshold once. Last year, he only pitched 120, uh, 128 innings. So you do have some concern there. He kind of has like a herky-jerky delivery as well. He hunches his back over a little bit. So you have to worry about that. We'll see what the timetable is when it comes to Mike Clevenger. Uh, and this leaves a rotation with the Cleveland Indians looking like Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco, Aaron Savale, uh, Zach Plesac, and Logan Allen. I will throw these two names out there. Yeah. I think Aaron Savale and Zach Plesac are interesting names. Uh, Savale is specifically someone that I've been looking at late in drafts. He I agree. 10 he starts gets last the bump. year. A 2-3-4 ERA. Yeah, 2-3-4 ERA, 104 whip. Uh, he uses five different pitches. He didn't get a lot of swing and miss, uh, swings and misses last year. The underlying numbers were not great, but you look at his minor league career, the guy was great. 3-1-2 ERA, 1-1-0 whip, and 74 career starts in the minor leagues. And these are one of those teams, Craig, where with the Cleveland Indians, it's like every pitcher they touch just turns to gold. So I want some exposure to those starting pitchers for the Indians that are going a little bit later on, most notably Aaron Savale. Yeah, I, I think that he gets a bump. Plesak a little bit of a bump. I think that Plesak has like a higher floor, higher uh, ceiling kind of guy. I think um, Savale's really interesting, and I think that I'll be more interested in him. Uh, again, I mean, a lot could change. I mean, uh, you know, the interesting part of this is that Clevenger could have surgery like tomorrow or the next day. We're here on February the 14th. If it's an optimistic feeling on it, he may only miss, let's say, I mean, he's going to have to have a spring training. So he's going to miss a month of the season. I think you could pencil that in. Nobody, no pitcher doesn't have a spring training. And when guys don't, you see the result of that. We saw it with Keuchel. We saw it with Greg Holland. We saw it with Lance Lynn. These guys need to make those starts. So I'm guessing Clevenger's going to work his way up from single A to double A to triple A and then be back in the big leagues. Uh, I mean, he still could throw 130, 140 innings this year. Of course, that's possible, but that's just a huge dip down from where you wanted him to be, 175, 200 innings. And we're just kind of on the cusp of this right now is we're in day two, essentially, of spring training, and we already have a couple of guys uh, questionable for the start of the season. No doubt about that. All right, we got three up, three down. Coming up next, plenty more to come here on the show. We'll also take a deep dive into the NFBC's ADP 700 through 800 today. Craig mentioned Frank Stample here on this Friday. Hope you're having a great Valentine's Day. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show as well. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on the Sports Grid Radio and Television Network, and we'll be back with a lot more here on FST after this short break. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. 
all major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Frank Stanford. Up must come down. Three up, three down. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. All right, welcome back. It is Valentine's Day. It is fantasy sports today, and it's time for a little three up, three down here on the show. And looking forward to a nice celebratory night with the wife and my family as well. It is uh, Valentine's Day, and great day to make sure that you remember your loved one. Don't just come up short on this day. Remember, they want something out of this. Don't do nothing. And I know that, look, it's more of a you know, kind of hallmark holiday, but uh, definitely something that you want to pay attention to. By the way, if we can uh, kick the music back up for this segment, that would be appreciated. Thank you very much. All right, let's go. Frank, three up, three down here on the show. I'll get started today, and uh, I'm going to start off a little bit off the beaten path. I'm going with King Felix. Now, it's going to be really hard to envision him in another uniform this season, and I get it. And remember, for our purposes in fantasy, he was the number one overall pitcher taken for about two or three years. I, I, it's kind of going to be weird seeing him with the Braves. I understand it. I get it. Even one day, he may end up being a Hall of Famer. But uh, I, I like the fact that he may get a chance to be the fifth starter on the Braves. I, look, last year was a disaster for him. I thought probably it was the end of the line. But, look, you can't tear the jersey off some guys. He wants to keep playing. Good for him. Good for King Felix. I'm looking forward to seeing him maybe make uh, make the Braves roster. Maybe he ends up being there, you know, the fifth starter with Cole Hamels out. Uh, second on trending up. Trending up for people who use the WhatsApp uh, application. Two million users now. Two million people are using WhatsApp. Uh, I guess it's more secure than just using uh, the Messenger app, whether you're uh, on an iPhone or an Android, I suppose. That's why people, more people are using this. But that's a pretty big number for people who were just messaging. So wanted to mention that as well. And third trending up for me, uh, the Trenton Thunder have a uh, new bat dog. And I know that some people are you know kind of iffy on this. I know Frank was hoping it would be a bat cat. But indeed, this is going to be a new uh, bat dog in 2021. Uh, but now uh, they're trying to find a name for the new dog, Frank. Doug, Dash, Scout, Bronx, and Ace are the possible options. Frank, would you like to suggest one for the new bat dog of the Trenton Thunder? I don't have a great name when it comes to the Trenton dog, but you do know me well already here, Craig, because uh, the first thing I was going to say is why, why are we doing this with a dog, right? Why don't we have the bat cat? It almost, you know, it almost sounds better. It rhymes. Let's go with the bad cat, cat when it comes to right. the Trenton Thunder there. <laughs> Let's go with the bad cat. Uh, my first trending up topic here that we have is Gregory Polanco expected to report to camp healthy. Uh, and I wanted to bring this up because it seems like he's being overlooked a little bit. I understand he's dealt with a lot of injuries. He's coming off uh, a major injury as well. But 
327 NFBC ADP. This guy is one year removed from a 254 batting average, 23 homer, 12 stolen base season. Um, if he could come anywhere close to that at that ADP, uh, it seems like Gregory Polanco is someone that's being severely overlooked right now when it comes to fantasy baseball purposes. Craig, I told you about this right before the show started here. Trending up topic number two, Stranger Things Season 4. The trailer is out. Stop what you're doing right now or maybe wait till the commercial break here on Fantasy Sports Today. Go to my Twitter at Roto underscore Frank. I tweeted out the trailer for Stranger Things Season 4. I'm a big Stranger Things fan. Probably one of my top 10 favorite shows of all time. Looking forward to Season 4. Very much so the, the trailer was just released as well. Craig, last but not least, we have another food item when it comes to Valentine's Day. I gave you the Burger King Whopper. You bring in a pick of your ex. I gave you Hooters. You buy 10 wings. You get free, uh, 10 free wings when you I've wrote, shred I've a wrote picture all these down. I'm ex. ready for later. We're ready. Here we go. The best for last. Boston Market is selling bouquets of Bay, B-A-E, B-Back Ribs. A bouquet of baby back ribs. Today only. It's like $27.99. You don't get them for free. You don't have to bring in a picture of your ex. You don't have to do anything crazy like that. But instead of a bouquet of roses, Craig, you can give your significant other a bouquet of bay B-back ribs. What can possibly be better than that, Craig? You know, you've given some really good options, Frank, um, you know, for a lot of fast food and some other uh, dining options on this Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I'm going to present my wife with the three options, the, the, you know, the Whopper, the, the Hooters, and and now uh, the Bay B-Backs. Yeah, I, I, I like it all. Um, as far as Stranger Things go, I'm on board with you there. I'm a big fan of Stranger Things. I've streamed all those seasons. Um, you know, in fact, I thought maybe, was, if I'm not mistaken, season three may have been better than season two. I think if I remember this correctly, um, season one was great. Two was okay. 100%. Three was really good again. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm just remembering it right. Uh, and Gregory Polanco belongs in Stranger Things. I don't know why uh, you even consider him. Anyway, that's uh, my take on that. All right, so uh, for me, trending down. Mike Leak fracture on his non-throwing wrist, and people have the gall to say this opens up the door for Zach Gallen. Come on. Is anybody paying attention to baseball seriously? Like, do you believe that everything that comes out of general managers and managers and executives' mouths are true? If you do, you need to find another fantasy sport to play. There's always this coach speak going on. They want to create competition. There are some teams that don't have a lot of it. And that's what they're doing is they're essentially, you know, throwing a gauntlet down. They're saying things that they, you know, want their players motivated. It's no fun to have a spring training camp with no motivation. That's part of it. So I'm sure Leak will end up being fine. It's irrelevant as it pertains to Zach Gallen. He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to win a lot of games. Um, it's also trending down for me. This is a no-doubter. People who sell, and I live in Florida, so it's a little different maybe than New York. I don't know, Frank. You'll have to tell me. But people who sell uh, these stuffed bears and balloons on the side of the road on Valentine's Day. Uh, I mean, have you not heard the stories about how disgusting these things are by now? I, I guess people keep buying them because people keep selling them on the side of the road. Like, if you really had no time to do anything and that is your best answer for your loved one, I can understand how she could be pissed. You've got to do better than that. And those things, who even knows where they came from? Who knows what's even in them? Uh, gross. Stuff bears, side of the road. I'm out on that. Uh, finally trending down. This is certainly bad news for the newspaper industry. 
McClatchy Publications announced they're going bankrupt. They are the owners of the Miami Herald, the Charlotte Observer, and several other newspapers. Uh, you know, it's just a different way that we're headed in this industry. I know that some people potentially in the audio and video industry are championing this and saying, oh, see, I told you, and now there's no papers around, and so now it's better for us because, you know, there's people losing their jobs, you know? Like, privately, you may be able to think that, you may be able to feel that, but inevitably, we all grew up, in, in, at least most of us grew up, in a newspaper age where you, you actually got the newspaper and you looked at the newspaper. Now, I know no one's done that in the last five or ten years, but there are people who did, and there are people who have stayed with that company for 20, 30 years. Is it their fault that they didn't evolve? I'll leave that for you guys to decide. To me, it's never good when people are losing their jobs, and a sad day for me to see McClatchy Publications going bankrupt. And a lot of people are going to end up losing their gigs, uh, especially with the Herald and the Charlotte Observer. And that's my down on the show today, Frank. What you got? Before I jump into my down, I do want to touch on that real quick. Uh, I don't even know what a newspaper is as a millennial. No, I'm just kidding. I agree with you. It's uh, it's sad whenever you see people lose their jobs. Uh, and on the stuffed bears on the side of the road. I agree 100%. Look, if that's all that you're doing, or you got to find time. Carve out time. I mean, with all the different places that you can order stuff from now, Amazon, Etsy, uh, wherever you want. I mean, you could get something delivered. You, you Really? You're buying a stuffed bear on the side of the road? What I've noticed here in New York, right? So you'll go out partying. Uh, you're in a bar. You might be in a club. You'll just see people randomly walk into the bar or the club. This is a true story, Craig. You'll see people come in with roses, with ro- just selling roses in the middle of a bar, a club, while people are dancing, just selling roses and like I've stuffed seen that. animals and I've stuff seen that. around Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, like yeah, like why <laughs> in the middle of a bar in the middle of the club? Like come on, guys, there's there's a time and place for everything. But I guess look, you could find people who are inebri- inebriated, and, and you know what, they might just spend their money on anything. My first trending down topic yeah. here, Craig. While with the Orioles, I, I read about this yesterday. Kevin Gausman says he was given little to no guidance on his pitch mix and his sequencing while with the Baltimore Orioles. This seems like a problem because that was the first team that he came up with. He was a young starting pitcher, and I would say that more than half the battle when you're a starting pitcher or any type of pitcher is knowing how to pitch. Obviously, talent is a plays a huge part in that, but knowing how to pitch, when to throw what, changing eye levels, throwing in, throwing out. You know, changing things up. If you're not getting guidance in that regard when you're a young starting pitcher, it doesn't really surprise me that Kevin Galsman has kind of flamed out the way that he did. And then, of course, he said when he went over to the Atlanta Braves, they basically told him, look, this is what you do wrong. This is what you do right. We're going to try and make things right. I guess it didn't really work out there either. Kevin I don't Galsman, buy it one bit. A name to pay attention to. I'm, I'm a little interested when it comes to Kevin Galsman now pitching uh, over in San Francisco. The guy, the guy is free. The guy is free. Craig, I'm with you. I've out. been out on him before because of the price, but now he's free, Craig. He's free. Out. We love free. Out. F-R-E-E. Kevin Galsman, free. O-U-T. All right, Craig says he's out. I can't talk him into it. It's, it's clear that that's not going to happen when it comes to Kevin Galsman uh, and Craig Mish. The stories just keep coming out when it comes to the Houston Astros here, Craig. Seth Lugo says, start against the Astros in 2017, pushed him to a bullpen roll. And you're going to continue to hear things about this over and over again. Here are some quotes that Seth Lugo had regarding this. I pitched in the, uh, he pitched the first five innings of the game and he was absolutely dealing. Gets to the sixth inning. I pitched that inning. I was making good pitches, Lugo, uh, Lugo recalled. And when you execute a pitch, you shouldn't give up good hits. Maybe a little bloop or a ground ball up the middle or something, but their whole approach changed. You're going to continue to hear stories like this. Of course, Lugo has turned himself into one of the better relievers in the league, uh, but it's unfortunate 
unfortunate because maybe he would get paid more money if he turned out to be a pretty good starting pitcher. Uh, and the other one I have regarding the Houston Astros here real quick, Craig. Rival industry sources believe Houston's devious behavior cut so deep that the Astros may not have been calibrating their trackmen a ball tracking system properly throughout the organization. They did this in order to build up the value of their minor leaguers to show higher spin rates than the pitchers were actually getting in the minors to build value and potentially trade away those prospects. Craig, I have a feeling we are far from over when it comes to the Houston Astros. Wow, another new one from the Astros. Yep, that'll be our story for the next few weeks. As well as fantasy baseball, we're back with more of that next. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig and Frank here with you on this Friday, February 14th, 2020, as we get ready to send you off into the Fantasy Weekend. So, uh, Frank, are you doing any drafts this weekend? Are you in any NFBC drafts coming up, or you're, you're waiting now? Too much money spent already. Nah, never enough money spent on drafts. I'm looking to start up another slow draft. It's probably not what you want to hear, Craig. I'm sorry. I just continue to let you down here. I'm wrapping one up. I'm in the 45th round of an NFBC draft and hold draft champions draft right now. Uh, once this one wraps up, I'll look to join another slow draft. I, I've got to have constant action, Craig. I, there's something wrong with me, as I mentioned. The other day, getting Jared Dyson in the 36th round was the highlight of my day. When that's the highlight of your day, there's something wrong. So I need constant yeah, action. As soon as this draft sad. ends, I'm going to jump in another one. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I say that with a smile on my face. So <laughs> that tells you where I'm at in life right now, Craig. All right. And, and, yeah, I mean, in between all of the traveling that you have to do to get from New Jersey to New York and then from New York back to New Jersey and then New Jersey back to your head, you got a lot of time on your hands. I mean, you could potentially, like, knock out three or four drafts a day. You're not wrong. Look, that's – that's the time when I'm looking up my uh, my sleepers. That's when I'm setting up the queue. You know, it's a slow draft, so I got to wait my turn. Uh, I've got a lot of time to kill. What am I doing on these on these buses, on these trains? Right? I'm looking up players I want to draft. I'm reading articles. I'm reading about Kevin Gausman, Craig Mish, O U T out on Gausman. Uh, Me? Will you stop? F -R -E -E. Don't bring him up he's anymore. Free. Come on, man. <laughs> doesn't matter if he's free. It doesn't matter. He's free. And then guess you know who else is free? Uh, let me think of somebody who's who's not going to help you at all. Uh, I don't Dylan know. Okay, Bundy, let's you texted me during Bundy, the break about Dylan Bundy. You okay, don't like Dylan, Dylan Bundy? Bundy? Okay, right. So a, a player is free, and then guess what? So you draft him for free, and then you put him on your team for free, and then what does he end up doing? Kills your ERA. <laughs> right. So was it worth it? Was it worth drafting him for free to have him hurt your team? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, we, Frank. You stay but Craig, away. There's hope. There's hope. There's no hope. A new There's change no of hope scenery. For Kevin Gossman. The Dil Dylan There's Bundy no to hope. the Angels. Kevin Gausman to the Giants. No. Oracle Park, There's a no pitcher's hope. park. We have hope. No. No. Stop. <laughs> this isn't going to work. No yeah, you're it's not hurt. You I can't talk year. you into this one. You're not. You are not going to sell me on these dudes. It's. It's not going to happen. I've seen enough of it. It is not happening. It will never happen for Kevin Gossman. Never. He's. He's not going. All right. To would you take one of these guys season. or Jeff Samarja? I mean, Samarja, there's like a little bit of hope. A little bit. 
Like, not a lot, but, like, some. Because at least he had a decent year last year. But his K per nine is, like, you know, below my desk drawer here. Like, it's gone. Like, he's not striking out guys anymore. I'm not in on anybody on that team. San Francisco, Cueto. Cueto's probably the only one that I'd be, like, somewhat interested in because of his price. And, and the fact that when he pitches, he's actually good. He's 45 years old, Craig. So am I, and I'm still here. <laughs> he's still alive. He's still kicking. Listen, he, the level of disrespect on the show is just stunning. Not only that, I get this news from an email an hour ago here. I don't know what's going on. I'm in this Tout Wars draft and hold. I've been in Tout Wars for, I think, like five or six years. Now, look, I haven't I, – I, actually, did I win Tout Wars? The first year I was in it, I was in – I think I was the runner-up or something like that. I, I definitely did not win any of the NL onlys. I've struggled. Uh, black, I've improved every year, but, la- but I didn't win. So uh, there's 15 teams in this draft and hold league. They're starting the league on Monday. How did they determine who gets the first pick all the way through the 15th pick? So they must have done some sort of draw, which I was not aware of. No one informed me of anything like that. And I ended up having the last selection. So that means I had no selection whatsoever. I got no choice. I have the 13th pick out of 15 teams. I had no choice. They just basically saddled me with this. Is that fair? What website are you doing this on? If you're doing it on NFBC, they probably have the uh, KDS no, Kentucky Derby style. Oh well, then I have no idea. I don't know how they. I don't know how they uh, kind of came to the conclusion on draft picks there. But yeah, you got 13th pick. I believe uh, former co-host of the BFFs, Michael Florio, is in that draft as well. He's picking 14th. He is the 14th so pick. you guys are going back yes. to back, right? Yep. Yes, and, and he. And do you have a, he's, do you have a plan? He's very good. He's very good. So I'm going to have to prepare a little bit for this one. Um, yeah, so I have the th- uh, thirteenth pick. Who Doug Anderson picked with his like fourth or fifth pick? He picked the fifteenth pick. Why would anybody do that? Does that make any sense or no? Uh, some people like the back-to-back picks, you know. Doug Anderson, they call him Roto Daddy. Yeah, good luck, Doug. He ain't winning. He's definitely not winning this league. So the league is Mike Sheets, <laughs> James Anderson, Modica has the third pick. We should probably talk to him about that. Michael Stein with the fourth, John Hagelin with the fifth, Brad Johnson, Anthony Aniano, he's a good friend of mine, Alan Harrison, Vlad Sedler, Dr. Roto, he's got no shot, Jeff Bogus, Jeff Manns, Craig Mish, Michael Florio, and Doug Anderson. Literally has no chance whatsoever of winning the league. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's some okay players in this. I mean, I, I think that... You know, there's like three or four like decent players, but I mean, I didn't even get an opportunity to even decide what I wanted. So if I win this league, they should be really embarrassed. So what's the deal here? With I've never done the draft and hold with this specifically, so I'm guessing, uh, Frank, the rules are you just essentially you draft the team and then your team is the team, right? It's like NFBC style. The whole entire year, you can't. Can you make moves? Uh, or is, I know there's no trading. You can't make any moves either, right? No waiver wire moves. Uh, there is no trading. You just set your lineup every single week. I, be- I believe it's just weekly lineups. If it's like the NFBC, then you can change your hitters on both Monday and Friday. So you can kind of adjust players based on you know where they're going to be playing, pitcher matchups as well. They do that over at the NFBC. I'm not so sure about the Tout Wars draft and hold. But, yeah, there's no waiver wire. It's just 50 rounds. It's the team that you draft. You basically have throughout the, the course of the entire season. And in those formats, Craig, what I have noticed is that 
that closers and relief pitching gets pushed up the board. So I don't know if you have a specific strategy on how you attack closers. I don't know if you're just going to draft Brandon Kinsler anywhere because he told you he's going to you know, save 40 games this upcoming season. But I have noticed in my experience that closers get pushed up the board because you don't have that waiver wire available. Some people like to attack saves through the waiver wire and blow all their fab on saves, but you can't do that here. It's just 50 rounds, so I think they get pushed a little bit up uh, the draft board because people want to have secure saves in this type of format, Craig. Now, do you set a lineup each week, or is it just the 50 players you have accrue? I believe you set your lineup. Uh, if it were a best ball style format, you know, your lineup would automatically be set for you based on whoever performs the best that week. But as far as I know, in these draft and hold formats, and it's the same in, uh, in uh, draft champions, you actually set your own lineup every single week on Monday. So I would assume that that is the same here for Tout Wars. I'm pretty sure the reason why they started up this uh, draft and hold format with Tout Wars is because we're seeing the increased popularity of draft champions formats uh, in NFBC just with Within the industry, you see more and more people on Twitter talking about uh, uh, taking part in these draft champions drafts, and there's more strategy uh, articles coming out regarding the draft and hold format. So that's why I assume that's how words came out and made this format. But as far as I know, Craig, you do set your lineup every single week. Uh, I'm going to throw one back your way. Considering you're in this league, Craig, you should probably know the rules of this league, shouldn't you? No, not really. I don't care. I mean, I, I, I normally am in the other <laughs> leagues. I'm in the, the auction, and, uh, and honestly, I really didn't even want to do this. But, um, you know, like I, I feel kind of bad that I'm out completely. Uh, my suggestion was just let me be out completely and then come back next year. But in talking to them a little bit, they're like, no, you should do something. You should be in a league. And I'm like, all right, you know, well, you know, let's figure it out. So then they initially suggested the one that you're in. And uh, that's going to require me to go to New York or have somebody do it for me. And, I, and, and listen, I would love to be there that weekend. It hurts me to not be able to hang out with you, do the shows, broadcast, and all of that. And I'm sure that we are going to be there doing it. But I, I just can't. I mean, it's just it's a family bar mitzvah. Like, I cannot get out of this one. I, I, I mean, I can't do it. So uh, this was really the only other, op the only other option was the, uh, the actual draft, like the mixed league draft. But I felt like this was, you know, the best of, of both worlds, I guess, of being able to do it. So you're right. But by the time Monday comes, I'll know all the rules. By the time Monday comes, I'll, I'll know. But by the time we start on Monday, I'll know. But truthfully, the competition is really not that stiff. So, like, there's five guys in here who have no chance whatsoever of winning. Um, you know, so, Frank, at the very worst, I'm going to be in the middle of the pack. And that's okay for me. You know, I'm not, I'm not totally against that. All right, I mean, the middle of the pack is a win for Craig Mish. I mean, me personally, if you're not first, you're last, Craig. To quote Talladega Nights there, I, I, I will agree. say Matt Modica, fantastic player. He's a good player. I'm in Matt Modica is a fantastic but, you know, player. Vlad Sedler is a great NFBC player as well. Very good. Uh, my buddy Michael Florio mm -hmm. has already done a few draft champions drafts. He's good. Uh, so we'll see if he can hang up there this year. Craig, I want to know how did you get to? How do you come to the conclusion that there are five people in this draft that you know absolutely have no chance from the get go? Is it because just like knowing them from the league. past? Oh, yeah. They never win. They never <laughs> win anything. They have no chance. Jeff Boggess, he's got no chance. None. Zero. Jeff Boggess <laughs> wins no leagues at all. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Aniano, I taught him everything he knows about fantasy. He used to come on my show before he was even a fantasy analyst. Um, he's probably, a, you know, he's okay. He's probably okay. He could beat me, possibly. But, 
you know, not likely. You know, I mean, look, by by just default, I'm going to be in sixth or seventh place. It's just a matter of if I can do well and, and get to the, the beginning. But I got to tell you, like, I do not worry about leagues like this. This is I worry more about the auctions and the live drafting. The draft and hold, I'll find some gems at the end. Uh, but I But there's not enough information out there right now, even for me, to take advantage of some of these guys who never win, too. So there's a lot of luck going to be involved in this one, I think. But you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. All right, uh, we'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. And we'll be back with some Valentine's Day gifts for Fantasy Baseball. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Sports Today with Craig Mish and Frank Stanford. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Frank Stanfield. It is Valentine's Day. And uh, Frank and I are here with you until uh, two, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern. And then uh, we get out of here for the day. And, uh, Frank, I, I think it's... Uh, it sounds like a little love me- music making oh, here, shot here. So not to get a little too personal here, but you know, you're sitting there in the most romantic place in all of the United States, the FanDuel Sportsbook. Any love going on there? You know, any any interesting uh, characters there today? Brian knows what I'm talking about. Look, I can neither n- uh, confirm nor deny. Uh, producer Danny Oakers uh, might have already seen some love making taking place here in wow. the FanDuel Sportsbook. Wow! Oh my God! He revealed a story to me uh, before the show started here. I'm not going to go into any details, but uh, it was an eye-opening experience. So you know, Craig, you might be joking about the FanDuel Sportsbook being the home of love making. It might not be a joke after all. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, I mean, we make jokes about those horses out there being retired to stud, but, you know, you really never know what could happen at the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, I have some gifts that I want to uh, receive for uh, Valentine's Day. Um, I want to start off by saying that um, I'd like to just get no more invitations so I don't have to turn anybody else down to fantasy leagues. That's number one. Um, number two, I would like to not draft before March. I think I've made that clear a billion times for 10 years. I'll continue that. And, uh, and finally, I don't want to hear about anybody who's in the best shape of their life. I really want the real information on that, Frank. Those, so those are some things that I'd like to at least start off with today. All right, so I'll start off with the first one. I agree 100%. And this kind of goes back to uh, me having to respectfully decline your invite to your NL only draft. And look, as I mentioned, I'm already going to be in way too many leagues. It's clear that I have a problem when it comes to fantasy baseball. I'm probably going to have you know, upwards of double-digit leagues that I have to manage this year in terms of waiver wires and setting lineups. And I'm already a madman, so that's I already have too many leagues. So I agree 100% with your first uh, point here. You don't want to have to say no. You feel bad. You might have friends, family, co-workers inviting you to leagues, but 
Look, sometimes no is no. You just you can't stretch yourself too thin, especially if you want to be competitive in all of your fantasy baseball leagues. When it comes to your second point, Craig, look, we're, we're going to fall on opposite sides of the coin here, and that's fine. That's going to happen at times. You say no drafts before March. I say more drafts before Mar- March. I'm trying to get in as many drafts as I possibly can, slow drafts right now, so that I can gain an edge on the competition, even if it means missing out on Clevenger, James Paxton, Lucas Giolito, we keep seeing these pitchers drop like flies right now, uh, but I just can't get enough of it, Craig. I, I want more drafts. More drafts before March. Who is really in the best shape of their life? I want info on that. So you and I have talked off air about this. We can mm-hmm. also confirm there's people at the Sports Grid Network that are 100% not in the best shape of their lives. I'm going to re- keep those name. Those people will remain nameless here on the show, but... There are definitely people here on the network who are not in the best shape of their lives. I'll put myself in that category. There's no way I'm in the best shape of my life right now. Uh, I did the no carbs in January. I did the no alcohol. I dropped a few LBs. I still got some more work to do. Got the wedding coming up next year, Craig. You know, I want to be in good shape. I want to fit into my tux. I want to look dapper on my wedding day, of course. But I've still got some work to do. I know that 100%. I like beer. I got, I got a little belly here, man. So there's no doubt that we're going to continue to hear uh, reports of best shape of their life in terms of players. Uh, But when it comes to the Sports Grid Network, I think as a whole, as a collective unit, Craig, we've got some work to do here. Yeah, I I agree. Um, (laughs) That's part of – that's definitely part of it. Uh, By the way, um, you know, I kind of did a little research here on names that could be associated with with uh, Valentine's Day. If you wouldn't mind, I would like to go through some of those if you, if, if it would please you. Let's go. Let's do it. Have you ever heard of Ellis Valentine? <laughs> so it's funny you bring this up. Last night when I was looking at the rundown, I had no idea who this was. So I found out he was know, a, so sad, a player on man. the Expos. You, you, you don't know your history, 80s. Frank. Come on, man. You got to go back and look at that. I mean, do, Ellis Valentine was a really good player. Do most people player. know who Ellis Valentine is? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Do most people know this guy? He had 125 homer, se- 225 homer seasons. Where's Sussman Well, Greg's 53 years old. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sean, any, Sean uh, is Sean know? there? Sean, how old are you? How old are you, Sean? 39. 39. 39. You know who Ellis Valentine is. I don't know. I have never heard of him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> See, Craig, insane. come on, man. Craig, you're coming up with these obscure players. Ellis Valentine, to the show two seasons should be. of no. 25 home runs. Come on, man. Nobody knows Ellis Valentine. Cardano knows exactly who Ellis Valentine is, for sure. <laughs> no question about it. This is horrible. Wow. Like, he Ellis last Valentine played the veterans out there listening. How would I know him? 85 Listen to me. Played. Ellis Valentine played with Andre Dawson and Warren Cromartie in the outfield in Montreal. He was a really good player. They had, like, a, a nickname for those three outfielders, too. So I don't remember what it was, but it was good. Anyway, gosh, you guys are horrible. When Sussman gets off the air, can you please – is Greg really 53? Can you please tell Sussman to, to come in, and, and, and I want a legitimate answer on if he knows who Ellis Valentine is. Not, I don't want him to fake it and then start Googling and looking up. I'm texting I think him right Greg now. Knows it. Greg does not. I think he knows – yes, yes, he does. I he bet he no. doesn't know. No chance. I bet yes. I bet yes. Right. I bet 100% yes he He'll knows Google who Ellis it, Valentine though. is. Yeah, okay. 
No, no, he's going to know who he is uh, for sure. All right, I, I, got a, I got a very quick response here. I got a very quick response here, Craig. He, re- he responded to me in a matter of 10 seconds. Do you know who Ellis Valentine is? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Bingo. What an embarrassment. <laughs> what an embarrassment. You're on an island here, Craig. I can't even You're count on, on Sussman anymore. Holy cow. Is there anybody on this whole network? Gabe definitely knows who Ellis Valentine is. Yeah, but he's from Gabe Montreal. Of that course, yeah, there you go. It's, to the rescue. We need Gabe to come in. Scott he's knows on who a he date. is. He's on a date. He's not coming in. Gabe's on a date? Yeah, he has a date tonight. Yep. What about <laughs> right now? He you heard no date. The, the surprise in his voice? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean right now. Right now. Not tonight. Gabe's on oh, a date? Man. Right now? In the middle of the day? Oh, Craig, I'm telling date? on That's, you. That was my point. Great. We're off to he's a great start. He's with his lady friend All right. right now. Okay. Okay. All right. Listen. You, you, if it's you embarrassing must know. that nobody at Sports Grid knows who Ellis Valentine is. This is very embarrassing. Honestly, I'm embarrassed for all of us here. Does Ariel Epstein have a clue who Ellis Valentine? No, she has no idea who Ellis Valentine is. Sure, and she's much younger. She wouldn't know. Craig, are you going to ask us about else? the next Dane? name on this list? What about Dane? Does D- Dane know? He's got the skills, the speed and skills going on. He knows who Ellis Valentine is. Doctor Roto definitely right knows. Somebody text Doctor Roto right now and ask him who Ellis Valentine is. A hundred percent, Doctor Roto knows. If Doctor Roto does not know who Ellis Valentine is, then. Um, then I will pay your entry to your next NFBC, Frank, if he does not know who Ellis Valentine is. Oh, okay? someone. That's a deal. Please text Dr. Roto right now. I'm on it. I'm I need another it. early draft. He he, 1,000% knows. I'm Sussman already let me down, but I wasn't like 100% on Greg. I am 100% on Dr. Roto. Okay. Uh, other names with right. Valentine's Day monikers. Richard Lovelady on the Kansas City Royals. He's a very good left-handed pitcher. Not impossible that that guy could actually close games. Uh, Bo Hart used to play Hart H A R T used to play on the St. Louis Cardinals infielder. Have you heard of him, Frank? Bo Hart at all? He used to play? No? Yes? Maybe? No, that's why I was hoping you would bring him up. I said, well, let's talk about the next name on this list because Bo Hart. I mean, look, we're trying to figure out who Ellis Valentine is. Bo Hart played two years in the major leagues. Is this someone we're supposed to know as well, Craig? Wow. You just like the insults just to fly. Scrape in the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> So, well, uh, okay, geniuses. What about Corey Hart? Yeah, Corey Hart. Let's go with Corey Hart. I know Corey Hart. Uh, uh, okay. uh, from the, uh, what team did he play on, Sean? Genius? Yeah, he just said it. The huh? Brewers. Come on. Oh, yeah, I know. I kind of said Brewers. He had blonde hair, long blonde you hair. You wouldn't have Come known. On. Yes, I would. Right fielder. Come on. He was a, he, you guys, you guys are both candidate. lucky. There's a de- Corey Hart. You guys, you guys are both lucky there's a delay on the show. It gives you each two seconds before you even hear me <laughs> to come up with the guy who's there. That's how you're coming up with this. You have a two-second Google Google to end up doing it. We should do the show on Skype. It would give you guys like five seconds to figure out who it is. You get everybody by then. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, I got a response from Dane Martinez. I asked Dane, do you know who Ellis Valentine is? He says, no, but the Internet says he had a great arm. <laughs> well, at least Dane does his research there. He, like, checks, at least. At least he Googled. I can't. He's not even the most popular Valentine. He's not even the most popular Valentine. Who's the most Bobby popular Valentine? Valentine? He's probably the most popular well, Valentine, right? Well, very well. I, I would say Bobby Valentine is more popular than Alice Valentine. Yes, that's true. But at least you gave us. Yeah, at uh, least I know Bobby. Uh, you know, you Valentine, contributed, Craig. That's the, your whole your whole contribution to this segment is saying that you don't know who Alice Valentine is. Good job. That's it. We waited. We waited 16 <laughs> minutes for you I to tried, throw man. out another name. Isn't there anyone else? What else is a no? Mo- that's it. <laughs> what else is a millennial? 
fantasy baseball analyst going to tell you about Ellis Valentine, who played from 1975 to 1985, had two seasons where he hit 25 home runs. What am yes, I going to tell you about Ellis Valentine, Craig? Right. Okay. So you don't know who Ellis Valentine is, but you're ready to put Kevin Gossman on your draft list. That that just shows you everything. Listen. At least I contributed F-R-E-E. names that at Kevin least I names to the show. There's no contribution. Love lady, I gave you heart. I gave you Ellis Valentine, and then who do you got for me with a name that sounds like uh, I Valentine. gave you Corey Hart and, Bo- and Bobby Valentine. That's great. Corey Hart and Bobby Valentine. Sean, what Very are you well doing known there, in the baseball industry? I gotta agree, Corey Hart and Bobby V. I mean, come on, that's that's great, <laughs> great contributions. Yeah, Trey Listen to me, Ellis, that's NFL. Ellis, Ellis Valentine was better than every other one of the guys that has been mentioned so far on the show today. Ellis Valentine, and you guys have no idea who he is. That's fine. Frank's wow. like demeaning the, the guy. He only played Corey ten Hart. years in the big leagues. Oh my God. And he's twenty-five home runs in two seasons. Thank you. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, it took you guys 17 minutes to give me one name. Lucky that the show's on delay. We'll be right back with more fantasy sports today after this.